So you're listening to Sister Radio, and I have with me um, Alexi Rose. Say hello, Alexi. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> we're so excited to have you. We were just chatting before starting the interview, and um, first like scenario ever in my life where the music on Twitter that was being sent to me, I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> It's a rare occasion. It's a yeah, it's really lucky for me that you actually listened. <laughs> and it's the Y axes, right? Not Y axes. Oh, it's yeah, it's Y axes actually. Uh, it's it's the plural of axis. So yeah, I know it's weird. <laughs> okay, I officially feel like a total cornball not knowing that. No, you thought about it. You thought about it. It brought you back circular. <laughs> you're like you're like okay, ax. It's axes. No, it's axes, like you chop. No, wait. <laughs> full circle, full circle, we have uh, found out. Yeah, so from the Y axes, you guys are out of San Francisco, and you guys are kind of like, on your website it says, we are not the future of pop music, we are pop music from the future. And so, I love you guys. <laughs> Let's get right into um, awesome. the first song. Um, this is off your album, Umbra, and this is Meteorite, and you're listening to Sister Radio.
And you're listening to Sister Radio. That was Meteorite from the Y-Axis. Um, and we have with us Alexi Rose. Alexi, um, is that the single off the album? Yeah, um, that's that's one of uh, four singles we released last year. Um, that was the first one we released, actually, uh, last, uh, a year ago in January. I love your... There's like a sweet innocence to your voice, but... Um, there's also something that's really powerful, and that's probably, as we listen to the show, we're going to find out <laughs> where that voice comes from, but I love your voice. I love the sound. The album is so fresh and um, just really reminds me of summertime, California, beaches, sunsets, and everything that I think I love in the world. Um, can you just share a little bit about uh, the inspiration behind um, your latest album, Umbra, which came out in November, right? Uh, yeah, that came out, uh, just, I think it was the, it was like two days after Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. Um, so Umbra, Umbra is our, basically our third release at this point. And, uh, I think it's sort of like a, like a strange sort of maturation of our, of our sound in a way. Like, I feel like, there used to be a lot of like focus for me as a as a lyrics writer, just about like sort of apocalyptic things and space things. But now I feel like I'm in. It's like the apocalypse has already sort of taken place, and at this point, it's really just about learning how to uh, exist and survive in a world where you're where, where you're no longer being forced to like scrap your way through. And now it's like, okay, well, what what are my what are my emotions? What what, what what who am I now that now that I'm not just trying to like live every day it's just, that's what it's basically about yeah I think some people can uh, connect with that apocalyptic <laughs> outlook right now <laughs> and yeah. so this is what's on the other yeah. side <laughs> exactly I mean at the same time it's like it's like that that happens I mean it, you know the nightmare that we're living in now is like, oh, I don't, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to be like in the post-apocalyptic world because the, uh, the apocalypse is still upon us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we, and we may be dramatizing just a little bit, but um, I think that is really <laughs> yeah. cool for people to know. I know that you had said in I don't something I read about you guys was um, the Y axes are for pop music nerds, and I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my guitarist Devin, he uh, he's very technical, but he also just loves to write. Well, he wants very much to write simple pop music, but like he can't do it without something being like different. He needs to mix it up with like a weird rhythm or an interesting chord progression or something that just like everything that kind of like can take a pop listener, like a, your average pop listener, and give them something for their brain to like chew on, make it interesting. Right. Well, and I, I'm primarily somebody who listens to pop music, but it was interesting for me. There are some little nuances in um, these songs that we're playing tonight that have, yeah, it's something unique. Uh, haven't quite heard it. Your ears kind of like perked up like, what was that? <laughs> and, um, but it's got like that pop heart where it's just universal and um, just really fun to listen to. So why don't you just... Um, Share a little bit about yourself, like where are you from, and how would you describe yourself to, to people who ask you? Sure. Um, all right. So I'm actually originally from Oxnard, California, which is sort of near uh, like Santa Barbara area, and I came up to San Francisco after high school to go to college, and I've been here for 
um, about 12 years at this point, and uh, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff happen in San Francisco, not just, uh, you know, walking down the street, but also just the changes that have taken place here over the last decade. And uh, if I were to if I were to describe myself, actually, uh, there's usually a few, like, there's like five or ten things that people either notice or assume about me when they first meet me. So I guess if I were to describe myself, I would I would basically wait for somebody to observe something, and I'd be like, actually, that's one of those things. Um, like, uh, for example, people sometimes assume that I'm a vegetarian. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I'm not. But, um, but also people, uh, people will often observe that... Uh, that I'm like small enough to throw. So anybody that like anybody that meets me, I feel like once in a while there will be somebody who's just like, you know, I bet I could lift you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you probably could. Um, and uh, then uh, sometimes people say I remind them of either their their best friend who they haven't seen in a long time or an ex like girlfriend. <laughs> It just that seems to be a thing, like somebody that they don't have bad thoughts about, but somebody that they haven't seen in a while that they're sort of estranged from, like they're meeting somebody they used to know. Interesting. That is so, I mean, I don't know if that's borderline creepy or not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't take it too badly. I'm just like, yep, that happens all the time. It's just kind of weird. Yes. I feel like maybe that I'm, maybe I'm part of like some sort of like secret, like breed of people that are like, that are like. I don't know, maybe there's like a hundred of us in the world or something. And like, <laughs> it's just a thing that people, people see. <laughs> there may or may not have to be a song written about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> good call, good call. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so you're, am I mistaken? Are you married? I am married, yeah. Uh, I got married uh, really young. And uh, yeah, I've been married for, for 10 years now kind of weird <laughs> oh my gosh that's amazing well I mean like 10 years in any sort of relationship whether friendship or not is uh is something to be admired and valued because there's a lot of history there so that's really cool um so tell me a little bit is that your is your husband in the band with you no no uh he he makes music but uh he's he's not in the band with me I, I don't know about being in a relationship with somebody that you're in a band with, you know, that, like, that White Stripes thing or whatever. <laughs> I thought I they were brother and I, I sister. Whatever happened to that? <laughs> whatever happened to that? I don't know. That was That's some weird branding. <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> that's awkward stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, he's a musician, too, but uh, I just, I don't think we could, uh, we could do that. We could maybe write something together, but I, I don't think it would be something that would work. But, uh, I mean, since we got married, like, really young, it's sort of like we, we sort of, like, froze in a, like, state of, like, immaturity, if you will. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I feel like we're, we're sort of growing up into that, like, you know, into that, like, 30s range now, where we're going to, I'm going to be 30 this year. So we're, we're sort of just growing into that range now and learning about ourselves as, as adults. I think that's like a universal thing though in your 20s to feel like you're still a child but then it's like you get with people who are aged 20 years old and you're like whoa I am like way more mature than I thought <laughs> so there's probably yeah, some of that and I feel going like on. more than ever too like more than ever too people are like I don't know they're they're holding on to their youth like very hard these days I feel like I meet people that are like that are you know like upwards of like 35 that are still just like very like like into they're into things like pop culture things and I feel like that's a very like useful thing to do 
Yeah, I think we're going to be staying younger longer, and I'm not going to lie, I'm into it. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I mean, if if youth is your idea of happiness, then, you know, be, be a youth forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm with it. Well, you're in San Francisco. Yeah. You guys sound like you're kind of living the San Francisco music couple dream. And um, what's it like to be kind of in a cultural epicenter of the world and write music and be in a band? Gosh, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a big one. Sorry, um, I didn't put know, it in the Francisco. list of questions. I apologize. Sometimes I'm a little oh, no, conversational. I, oh, I, I mean, the, the, the questions are, you know, they're, they're, they're cool questions. But, uh, you know, I like a unique one once in a while. But, yeah, being in San Francisco, it's, I mean, it's just challenging, you know, because you kind of have to be a working person and, a, you know, working musician. And you have to figure out, like, where where you want your, or how much commitment you want to put into your creativity in order to, like, find your happiness and find your art. Um, it's, I mean, it, it, I'm lucky enough to know a lot of really talented and amazing musicians here. Because, you know, the people that are here and making music, they're committed. You know, they're, they, they have their, their heels dug into the ground. They're just like, we are here. We're going to keep making art no matter, like, no matter how expensive it can get here and things like that. We're just going to keep working. And it is really expensive to live in San Francisco. I live in L.A., but um, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure San Francisco's more expensive than L.A. to live in. Yeah, I mean, L.A. definitely, like, the rent may not be as high, but you do have the driving and the parking tickets and oh, things God. like that. The, yeah. car, the car insurance. <laughs> oh, I can't even handle but, uh, it. But a trade. Yeah, it's a trade. But it's awesome to be in California. So how did you first get yeah. into music? Hmm. Um, you know, I've always, like, wanted to make music, but I never really knew the right people. Like, in high school, like, there were people that played guitar and things like that, but they just wanted to do, like, Blink-182 covers or something, and I just, you know, it wasn't really my, wasn't my direction. Nothing against Blink-182, but uh, I, uh, I didn't really start to, like, like, make music until probably, like, senior year of high school, and that was just sort of me trying to teach myself how to play guitar and play, like, keyboards, but I'm still... I'm not much of a instrumentalist, unfortunately, but uh, when when I was in college, I I met some people who uh, who this is funny. They wanted a token uh, bass player, token female bass player for their band. They were like, you know, we've got you know all these guys. You know, we have this like nerdy guy, and we have this like you know, we have like a hip hop guy. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> and this is my friend Danny talking to me, and he's like, I need a. I need, like, the, you know, the bass player, the female bassist. I'm just like, whatever, I don't know how to play bass, but I'll learn. <laughs> and I, I still play bass now. That's awesome. I mean, wow, what a politically correct story. <laughs> He's like, we've got the Asian like kid, we've got the girl. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's pretty messy. <laughs> but, uh, but that's how you but, yeah, started, was, was with bass. Yeah, that's how I started with the bass, and like, yeah, I think, I think, honestly, Danny, my friend Danny was just trying to like, he was just trying to make that like bombastic first impression, <laughs> I think that that's, he did a good job doing that. Wait, did you just <laughs> but, uh, say bombastic? Yeah. I like it, okay, let's bring that <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so but yeah, I, I, so I was in my first band with, uh, in like I think like 2007 and then I just sort of like would sing in a band or I play bass in the band on and off different bands for until about 2010 when I started writing music with Devin 
Okay, and he's your guitarist. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's it's all of you together, but you're the only girl. What is it like to be the only woman in a band full of guys? Uh, I don't know. I feel... Yeah, that was a tough question. I, I feel like it's normal. I feel like it's it's sadly normal. Like, I'd like... I, there's only, like, one option, it seems like. It's, it's either... Uh, it's either be the only girl in the band or be in an all-girl band. And I, I feel like that's kind of sad, but that's almost, like, normalized. I, I've i seen a couple of bands where it's, like, a couple of guys and a couple of girls, and I'm always just like, I want that. And then I find out that it's like, oh, wait, so these two are dating, and these two are dating. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> you're really in on the scene. You kind of are able to observe all of that. So, I mean, yeah, you're kind of in, like, a, a standard... I mean, many women have been the only girl in the band. Do you feel like there's uh-huh. things that you've struggled with as the only female member of of the band, whether, like, touring or playing shows or writing music? Is there, like, ever been a struggle just because you're the only girl kind of on board? I think I think it's, like, the, the struggle that every, like, female musician goes through of sort of having to, like, be more and do more to, like, like quote unquote like prove yourself that you're able to like hang you know and it's 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 sad but you know you usually like no matter what instrument I'm playing I'll I'll be like the focus of a band like if I'm playing bass it's like people are looking at me still it's just the, that's just the thing of being a female on stage but also I just feel like uh I feel like being a female musician there's like a there's like a level of masculinity that seems to be required unless you are you know Unless unless you are like Adele or something like that, and then you're just you're just one person. You're a soloist. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the observation of uh, masculinity being a necessary part of being part of a band. I mean, even if you are in an all girl band, you probably have to embrace some of your masculinity in order to bring what needs to happen on stage and in the studio to life. Yeah, I mean, only just because the idea of femininity is sort of like the idea of being, like, weak and passive. So if you have to, like, if you have to embrace what is considered to be masculinity to, like, you know, to to get out there and say, this, these are the lyrics I want, or this is the melody I want, or this is the art of, for the album that I want, you know, just sort of being assertive. And if that's what, if that's what masculinity is, then... You gotta, you gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of believe in, like, we all have, like, a masculine and fem- feminine energy. I would definitely be in the group that's, like, feminine energy is not weak. Like, <laughs> I'd be somebody definitely getting on the picket lines to be like, you said what about my feminine energy? But, um, yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> yeah, sure. interesting as an artist um, and a performer is seeing yourself as who you are versus what you need to be and kind of um, walking that out. Do you feel like um, your bandmates do a great job of um, maybe including you? And, like, do you ever feel like you're excluded from whether it's, like, a conversation or a a night out or something like that from your bandmates? Or do you feel like you, you belong, you're in, and... You're part of the team. I, I definitely feel, I feel a sense of belonging for sure. I feel like we, you know, our conversations don't really steer in a way that would exclude somebody for being female or anything like that. I feel like our, 
our conversations are just, you know, like we, we may, there may be some sort of dude talk, but it's really just, you know, it's about talking about other bands or talking about like what we're doing. And, you know, I just, I, I don't feel like a, any exclusion. We, we try to, we try to go out on, on what we call band dates as often as possible. And, you know, we hang. How did you guys meet? Yeah. Um, so me and Devin met in college. Uh, we met in Japanese class, actually. We were both uh, taking a kanji class. Um, he was a he was a Japanese minor, or he was studying to do a minor in Japanese. But uh, I, I just was like, I was like, I'm in college. I'm going to study what I want. And so I started in French, and I got bored, so I moved on to Japanese. And that's how I met him. And uh, let's see. And I met, uh, I met Nick, the drummer. Uh, I met him through Twitter, actually. <laughs> Um, I was just like, you know, reaching out to people saying, Hey, listen, Hey, you know, like Navi or something. And then, uh, we, uh, we actually like lost our drummer and, you know, by some luck, you know, we, we met up and became, you know, part of a band, um, with Jack, uh, on bass, we had actually auditioned him a few years ago and, uh, we really liked him. Um, but for due to some weird scheduling issues, he uh, he didn't come to the second audition, and so we sadly were like, "Oh no, he's he was perfect." And then we we went with our our second choice for a bassist, who also in the end didn't work out. So that's how we got Jack back, and we and he's honestly like he has never like he's never let us down ever ever since that one time. <laughs> Just that one time, though. <laughs> Just, it was hard. It was hard for me. I was like, as soon as like we were losing our bass player, I was like, I was like Jack. I'm gonna text Jack, and then I was, I was kind of like, oh shoot, I kind of regret this because if I, you know, what if he, what if he like disappoints us and then embarrasses me again? But uh, nah, he's he's like super dedicated, and I think it was just a, uh, he was just he was kind of new to the city at the time, and I think he was just sort of getting his, his bearings of what he wanted to do and stuff in the city. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's really, that's really kind of cool how, like, a twist of fate, like, it ended up being him anyways. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm glad. Like, I feel like it was really meant to be, and he, uh, like, he's just, he's a crazy amazing bassist, and, like, that's what he does. He's a bass player, and that's, like, you know, you don't find that many people that aren't just, like, you know, they aren't, I'm, I'm all of these things, and I play bass. I feel like that's most people that, that play bass. But he's, he's like, I'm a bassist through and through. <laughs> wow, that's really impressive. Yeah. I don't even think I've ever met somebody <laughs> who's been like that. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. And Nick is, of course, an amazing drummer. Like you can hear on the record, he's just, he's so, he's so tight. Everything he does is just, it, it, he always throws in like new and exciting fills like during rehearsals during performances and it's like I feel like sometimes he's doing it just to make me like just like kind of laugh at how amazing it is <laughs> that's pretty impressive um I I definitely would love to see you guys live because the energy that's just in the tracks like I'm just curious what plays out on stage like are there like improvisational moments where you guys just kind of you know feed off each other um do you guys do any of that um, well, I mean, our live performances, I, we, we can't improvise too much off the script due to, uh, due to being, uh, playing to a click. We play to a metronome. So as far as like energy levels, like changing in that, in that regard, we can't do anything. But as far as our live performance goes, we definitely bring it. You know, we, 
we we run around our my guitarist or Devin he like he spins around he's got a lot of energy on stage a lot of presence and Jack's always like grooving and uh you know I, I feel like I'm just out there just trying to connect with as many people as possible and it's like you know it's hard to get people to look up from their phones and like pay attention so I just try very hard to like to reach out to people and connect with them. <laughs> And you're doing it. I know. I don't even have to be there to know that you're doing it, but I love that. Well, let's get into the second song, um, Monsters, off the album Umbra. And you're listening to Sister Radio.
listening to sister radio that was monsters by the y axes i really love how melodically alexi you guys are just so unique and it just is like almost like ever changing but yet following this sort of flow um how would you describe your music oh wow um i i guess i would describe it as like intricate synth pop music like, it's synth pop, but then it has, like, hints of, like, almost prog rock, but then it also has, uh, has, uh, emo hints, too. Um, I was into a lot of emo as a kid, so I think it's all that together. I think we all were, Lexi. I think we all were. Yay! <laughs> so, um, what do you love about your music? What's my love about my music? Yeah, what do you love about um, um, the music that you guys have put out with the Y axes? Oh wow, um, I like the way I, I like the way I'm able to express myself like as a as a writer, and I like that uh, I like that the stories that I get to tell are are honest, and then they they have like a layer of they have like a layer of fiction in there just to like to sort of help me express like an emotion because. It, it's like it's impossible to really express an emotion without some sort of like concrete metaphorical thing that you can that you can stick onto it. At least for me, and uh, that's that's lyrically for me. Um, musically, I like I like that it's fun. You know, I like that it that you can like move to it, even if it's like kind of a slower groove. I like that it's you never really want to sit down listening to my music. At least I hope not. Um, I like that. Uh, and I like that it's always surprising. I like that, like, all the songs, they go together, but they're never, like, they're never the same. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely yeah. hear, like, the songs um, belong to each other, but yet they tell their own story, for sure. Right. Cool. Um, so, who are the people that you want to reach with your music? Uh, I would, I'd like to reach... Uh, I mean, I'd like to reach, of course, as many people as possible. I'd like to reach, like, the the kid in, like, you know, ninth grade, tenth grade who's just, like, starting to, like, come into their own identity. And uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to really reach those people that are uncertain about their lives because I feel like, uh, I feel like, at least particularly in Umbra, I feel like my, my personal anxieties have sort of come into their own, like, narrative. And I, I want to reach out to people and let them know that it's totally okay to have these kind of, it's kind of like, you know, uncertainties in your life. Mm. Yeah, and I think probably a lot of people can relate to that message, if not everyone. And it's, you're <laughs> sure. kind of like living 
against like the odds because most people don't get the opportunity to be a working artist whether they just like in their own lives it never comes to fruition and they just in like on a personal level never make it happen for themselves but also sometimes people just never get a chance they have good music and they for whatever reason um don't get it recorded, don't put it out there, don't get to perform. What do you want people to know about being a working artist since you've kind of defeated the odds and are a working artist? I mean, I'm, I'm, well, I'm not a working artist. I, I definitely make as much music as I can all the time, but I'm, I'm working 40 hours a week, uh, you know, at a real job too, just trying to, you know, just trying to survive here. But, uh, I mean, I feel like if you, if you want to write, don't doubt yourself. If you, if you want to make music, just 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 do it if you can. You know, if if you can't at the end of the day because you're just too tired, or you know your you know your 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 body and your mind just aren't agreeing with the idea of of going out and pursuing your passions. I understand that, but I mean, if if you want to, and if you can just spare like even like if you can spare, spare like five hours of your week to make music, it's worth it. Right on. Or, or your art, whatever that is, whether it's music or oh, yeah. your art. But yeah, um, I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. But I would consider you a working artist. Like I know you work your 40 hours a week, but you do get to play and you do get to sell your yeah. music, which I know that most of the money nowadays with the music industry is all from performances. But um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So in, well, a, in a way. Glad to hear I could be part of that. I'd yeah. love to be a working if, if if I'm a working artist then man I'm excited because I'm stoked to have done it. Yeah, I just it, and it will create. grow. <laughs> it will increase for you. I know it. I just have a funny little feeling about it. Um so what bands and artists inspire you? So I was thinking about that one a lot. Um I uh I think like like I said like I'm I'm done with the emo music. I think my uh one of the influences that came to mind was Save the Day. I think uh, sometimes I'll, I'll hear a lyric from Save the Day or the Get Up Kids, and I'll be like, that is definitely something that I lifted and, like, turned into my own kind of lyric. Um, uh, the, the White Stripes, like we've mentioned earlier, uh, I think it was because of the White Stripes that I first started to play guitar because of their kind of, like, simplistic rhythms and things. I was like, I need to, I need to play guitar. I need to be able to express these things. And then uh, um, Oingo Boingo changed my life when I was like 14. I, I got into Oingo Boingo because somebody saw that I liked uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas and they were like, have you heard about them? And I was like, what is this? And it's it's like that music sort of like weaned me into like not only sort of macabre things, but also to like strange rhythms and strange music because it's, it's definitely an eclectic thing and it's a great way to just get into music that isn't that straightforward. Um Oh, Neutral Milk Hotel, uh, the the album In the Airplane Over the Sea. It's like a, a huge influence for me. Um, and then if I'm talking about like current bands, I like, uh, I, I'm really into the 1975 right now. <laughs> and uh, and Churches, of course. And, uh, oh, and Dia Frampton. I don't know if you know who that is, but she just came out with a new album. So shout out to Dia Frampton. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit, I think... Uh mainstream but so I'm like I don't know any of these people <laughs> oh 
So I'm going to have to check them out. But see, that's what Sister Radio is all about anyways, is like we need diversity in our dialogue and our conversation so we can experience new wonderful things like 1975. Exactly. If it's not intersectional, then it's not real. Yes. I would, yeah. I recommend Dia Frampton, though. Um, She's, uh, I mean, she's just an amazing vocalist and she just has really amazing lyrics maybe maybe not for everybody but i really like it i'm like writing down dia frampton great (laughs) yeah that's awesome well now i want to just dive into my favorite questions to ask people um they're more more fun and less well i guess they're kind of serious but hopefully still fun um so if you knew like thinking back to yourself at age 20 if you knew what you know now what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Like, what would be your advice you would give to your 20-year-old self if, if you could? Right on. Um, well, my 20-year-old self was uh, the person that, uh, that first started, like, pursuing music. So I would probably tell myself that, uh, that to not do everything uh, DIY because it can, you can end up spending a whole lot of time, like, a whole lot of time making something that ends up not sounding the way you want it to sound. Or like a piece of art that doesn't look the way you want it to look. Um, I would, uh, I would, I would advise myself to start taking singing lessons then because I didn't start until I was, I think like twenty six. So I think it would be good to like start that a little bit early on. But I mean, as far as like life choices and stuff, I think uh, I'm, I'm not too disappointed with how my life has gone based on based on decisions I've made. So I, I guess as far as life goes, I'm good. But musically, I feel like just could have started earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all feel that way. Well, because when you're 20 years old, you don't think that, um, you think you got so much time. And it's like, I'm 25, so yeah. five de- I'm five years from 20. And I'm like, where the heck? Mm-hmm. How in the heck? <laughs> so fast. I know. I remember... <laughs> I was at a bar. Uh, I was at a bar when I was like 22, and it was my friend's birthday, and she just turned 22. And for some reason, I just maybe I was drunk. I thought I was 23, and I'm like, "You're so young." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, so what, that's what being 20 was. Yeah, that's what being 20 is like. It's like you don't even know how old you are once you're over 21. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Well, how do you in your life? Um, how do you maintain? relationships while pursuing your dreams and you know going and playing shows because I know you're saying I work 40 hours a week and you're married and um how do you maintain your relationships well if if we're talking about romantic relationships I I would say you just have to actually set aside time it's just like making music you have to you have to make time it's like this is going to be our night to like really like just spend quality time together because you can you can sit on the couch watching Netflix forever but like there's got to be like that time where it's like we're gonna do what we want to do like we're gonna go on a picnic or we're gonna go you know out to a restaurant or do something like you know something just for us and it's it, it is an effort it's yeah. tricky um but uh, as far as friendships go I feel like uh I feel like it's really definitely hard to like because I guess making music is sort of like where my social lifetime goes. So there's only like a few people that I get to hang out with in a week. And it's just like, we sometimes I have to plan. Although some people are, I'm lucky enough, live closer to me. So we can just sort of have spontaneous things like, hey, 
I'm going to go get tacos. Do you want to go get tacos? And it's like, that kind of stuff is just amazing when that happens. Yes, living the dream. <laughs> yeah. With tacos. Yep. Taco dream. But yep. yeah, that's actually really interesting Um because making time, or just about, like, the Netflix and stuff, like, making time doesn't just mean, like, uh-huh. I'm sitting with you in a room watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> but, I know. I mean, no, you know, no, uh, you know, nothing wrong with that, but definitely, like, make sure that you're, you know, make, taking care of yourself and that you're just, like, is this what I want to be doing with, like, our time that we have? You know, if you, if that's what you want to do, that's definitely awesome. But also... Just make sure that you're thinking about not just uh, thinking about not just your partner and whether they're having a good time, but also yourself. <laughs> that's that's really interesting take. I like it. It's um, refreshing. So, what is something you want <laughs> others to know about you? Um, that about maybe me. that maybe they don't know yet. What do people not know about me? <laughs> I feel like I overshare. Um, <laughs> Me too. Don't worry. What do people need to know? What do people want to know? Oh, <laughs> I wish uh, I wish I worked out more. I wish I wish I did more athletic things. Uh, let's see. I was I was I was in talent shows when I was a little kid, and I'm not like talking like fancy ones, but like school ones. And uh, I was terrible, but like. I, I was up there singing when I was, like, in kindergarten through third grade. I, every year I would sing, like, a song that my mom picked out. That's kind of a good one. That's super cute. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it's real. It, it was real bad. <laughs> I love that, though. You know what's so funny about you is that, um, you, like, in the beginning you were saying people always, like, assume things about me. In my head, have you ever seen the movie Whip It? Whip It. With, is that the one, wait, is that the roller derby movie? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you, I have not seen it, but I, darn that's it. how much I know about movies. Oh gosh, what? you gotta see it, because you remind me okay. of like the main character, the girl from Juno, I'm like blinking on everybody's name, um, but the girl from Juno. Oh, Ellen like, Page? Yes, yes. Page. You re- cool. totally remind me, of, like in my head, like that's how, like who you are, like very, like All right. almost like <laughs> wafy on appearance, but, like, hard, like, tough as nails, like, when push comes to shove, like, you're just, like, a surprising person, but I don't know, do you think that's true, or am I, like, totally far off? Everyone, we have never met, so, (laughs) this is just... No, we haven't met, um, did you say Lacey in person, or in, 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 uh, assumption? No, a wafy, like, like, wafy, like, oh gosh, how, no. A wafy, oh, no, that's, no, I get it, yeah. Yeah, that is actually another thing that people notice about me. Usually they'll say that I remind them of, like, some sort of, like, elf or woodland creature. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, um, that's definitely something that people do assume. And I feel like, I I feel like, I don't know if people are surprised by my resilience, but uh, I definitely feel like I I have a lot of it, a surprising amount for myself, if you will. (laughs) And, uh yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I love that. So, but I gotta see with it now because yes, you know it's so good. It's I, like such like a okay. badass woman flick. Like it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Know. I've seen Stick It. Have you seen Stick It? <laughs> no. What the heck is Stick It? <laughs> uh, okay. So a uh, a 
like, I think she was like a stunt, not, I don't know, she's like a stunt motorcyclist or something. She, uh, she gets the, she gets in trouble for like invasion of property because she's like rolling around on her bike, like in like a construction site. And as a sentence, she has to become a gymnast. I don't know. <laughs> is this on a, is this like on ABC family, which is now freeform? <laughs> is it freeform? Uh, no, uh, it, I love that it's free form now. Um, but uh, it's a. Uh, it was by the people that made Bring It On, and uh, I, I thought that the premise was so ridiculous, but I had to watch it. And it's, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's, ter- it's terrible and great. It's uh, it's got Jeff Bridges. <laughs> what? So you know, it's Jeff? Be good. Why yeah. would Jeff do and such a movie? What the heck? <laughs> now you have to see it. Now you I've got to see, see it. it. I'm going to see with it, and I'll see stick. I'm going to see with it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Something yeah. about at that point when Whip It came out, I was like, eh, Ellen Page. I don't know, but now like I feel like I ought to because like Inception and stuff. <laughs> so funny. I don't even remember her in that movie. Although I saw it like when it came out, that was like that was an interesting movie. I still don't know what the heck was I think, going on. I think on. we were. I think we were all under a spell when Inception came out. We were just like, that was amazing. What did I just watch? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right, well, so I want to ask you about art. Why is art important to you? Which I feel like is a timely question just because of everything going on in the world. But why is art important to you? Yeah, art is important to me because it, it gives me a sense of purpose as a human being. I feel like if I'm not creating, then I'm just not existing. So for me, art is, is what people are on earth to do. Like whatever your idea of art can be, like maybe you are an industrial designer and you want to create a new design for a watch or something like that, or you're an architect, you know, art is, art is what people are meant to do when, like when mankind like had, had the, the surplus of food to not have to worry about starving, the first thing they started to do was create art. And that's, that's the most important thing. Right on. That was, like, really well said. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, so my final question for you, um, and then we'll listen to the final song, and, and then we'll close out. But um, this is my favorite question. I think it's perfect question for you. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower uh-huh. be and why? So I'm glad that you gave me this question beforehand so I could think about it. Um, so, uh, some, okay, um, one of my superpower, like, wishes, like, as kind of a joke, is I wish that I could catch every bus. Because in San Francisco, <laughs> that's just the most important thing is, like, just, like, if you miss a bus, it's like, great, I have to wait 15 or 20 minutes for another bus. <laughs> but that's a stupid superpower. Um uh, If I were an actual superhero, I'd like to have, like, the power to manipulate nature. So if I could like like have trees grow like from the ground just in front of me, or like to be able to like manipulate like roots underground, you know, it would sort of be I don't know. It's just kind of a creative idea. This is why everyone thinks you're a vegetarian, though. They're like, that sounds so vegan, bro. <laughs> That's so vegan right now. <laughs> bro, bro, so vegan. No, a vegan would never manipulate nature. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> manip- that, that I wouldn't manipulate like that. Just kidding. But you're like the um, the eco conscious super superhero. You're like, I'm gonna regrow uh-huh. these rainforests and make it make the drought go away and affect global I'm warming. I'm like Captain Planet. Yes, yes, you're the female Captain Planet. I think somebody who's listening same haircut. 
No, God, no. Same outfit, same haircut. I would pay money to see that. Maybe that's your Halloween costume next year, or this year, rather. Oh, thank you. That's a great idea. That will save me a lot of time. I never come up with a Halloween costume in the right time. <laughs> that will save me a lot of time. I will seriously pay money to see you dress up like that. So you've <laughs> got to do it. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. Let's go into the final song, Patch Me Up. Um, off of the album Umbra.
You're listening to Sister Radio, and that was Alexi Rose singing with the Y-Axes, her bands, and Patch Me Up. Alexi, it's been so awesome to get to know you and hear about your music. (laughs) It's been awesome to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. So um, do you have any tour dates coming up in the near future that people can check you out at? Sure. Um, If you're in San Francisco, we're going to be playing this week, or yeah, on the 17th for St. Patrick's Day at Piano Fight. And then uh, we've got a date in Portland coming up on the 14th. Oh, I don't remember the location, but we're playing with our friends Star Over Blue, and it's going to be really fun. And, uh, yeah, we're hoping to get some uh, gigs down in Los Angeles and San Diego soon, but we're having some trouble. So if you know anybody, reach out to us, please. Yeah, of course. And um, and if you end up getting there anyways, I would just love to connect with you and get to see you in L.A. That would be amazing. Yes, let's, let's meet up in real life, please. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, everyone can find you at the theyaxesaxes.com. So theyaxes.com. And um, they can find you guys on iTunes, too. Yes, definitely. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, Google Play, if you will. <laughs> and Twitter. And Twitter. Oh, I'm on Twitter, where I live. We cannot forget about Twitter because Twitter is responsible for this um, connection and awesome interview that we're so proud to have on Sister Radio. Yeah, thank you, Jack Dorsey, for having us. <laughs> Jack Dorsey? On Twitter, sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm like, is this a shout-out? Am I out of the loop? <laughs> oh, yeah, Jack Dorsey, founder of Twitter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Am I so, oh, my, I had no the idea. CEO of Twitter, sorry. Oh, my. Oh, I know. Well, whatever. It is what it is, it's but. Not, that's what happens when you live in Twitter. You know who your mayor is. <laughs> I love that. That's the mayor of Twitter, and you are the mayor <laughs> of the music nerds and uh, sci-fi, electronic, pop, fantastical world. So thank you for being on Sister Radio. Thank you, Isabel. And you've been listening to Sister Radio. That was Alexi Rose from the Y-Axis. And um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Sister Radio, and visit us at sisterradio.com. We love y'all. Hope you were inspired and are ready to create some more good art and um, kick some booty. Sister Radio.